Welcome back to Secret Truths, the Inconvenient Truths Expo- Exposed. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Willison, and along with your co-host, Scott Patton. How are you doing today, Scott? Good, Mark. How's it going? Oh, very good, very good. Thank you. And there's lots of stuff happening in the Gulf of Mexico still, and yeah. uh, I thought it would be great to... We talked about it a lot last week. It looks like uh, President Obama listens to our podcast and took some of our advice. Yes, that's right. Last week we were, uh, you know, we were so we were so fired up and fed up with the whole situation that we decided it was time to, uh, you know, mobilize military and navy and and you know get somebody in there that actually is gonna gonna make an attempt at doing something. And uh, looks like looks like Mr. Obama was in Pensacola, Florida, the uh, Pensacola, Florida Naval Air Station today, and he was. Uh, he was quoted as saying, this is an assault on our shores, and we're going wow. to fight back with everything we've got, and that includes mobilizing the resources <coughs> of the greatest military in the world. Cool. So it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like, we've, looks like we have big listeners in high places. Because mm-hmm. that's what we so told them to do last week. Good on you. That's great. Well, we're, we're, we're glad people are listening and taking some suggestions. Uh, glad to hear it. <laughs> yeah. So what's, uh, what's been happening? Well, it looks like the looks like the leak is still leaking, and just get, you know it's getting worse and worse. And people are you know I guess putting the, really turning up the heat on Obama and the administration for for basically you know not being not being able to get anything done on the on the on the matter. You know we've got oil balls just washing up on shore, and and just it's just expected to get you know much much worse. And so now they're you know, I guess what's really been going on is the they've been you know they've been talking about how much is all of this going to cost and you know they're trying to trying to lay the blame on who's going to pay the bill on you know on the cleanup and and all all of the uh, you know, all the consequences from all this matter and and Obama's been making quite quite a quite a show of saying that you know it's basically not it's not going to be you know, it's not going to be paid. You know, BP is going to have to pay for this thing themselves since they caused the problem. And so it's going to be really, you know, they're, it's really interesting that they're already deciding. You know, they say it's oh, 40 billion or 70 billion or whatever, and they put a little price tag on it, and then they argue over, you know, how much of it should BP have to actually, you know, pay for. And and I, I guess I must be missing the boat here because I didn't think they even knew how much oil had leaked you know, altogether yet, or how much is leaking on any given day. There's still all kinds of debate over how much how much oil is actually being leaked and collected and, and what and burned or whatever. So I guess I'm just, I just miss, it misses me for how how you can have a, a number of what the damage is, and yet we, we the damage is not even done and we have no end in sight. Well, yeah, and the, and the worst part of that from my perspective is, is that, you know who's underestimating the uh, amount of the leak, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, and yeah, just, I, it looks like it's like two or three times worse than what they said. And uh, oh yeah, and that's that's ten times worse than what they said the first time. So <laughs> just like it's just it's just getting more and more out of control. And like you were saying, like we're talking about last week with the the underwater plumes. Uh, you know, I don't really. I don't really think that they have an accurate guess at all. Uh, you know how, how the heck much is leaking? 
So, so, so in Ju- talking about costs and everything else, there was a June uh, 2nd research done by Credit Suisse Group AG, which I believe is a large Swiss bank, uh, that the spill may cost BP $37 billion. Yes. <clears throat> That's like, I'm, I guess maybe that, you know, I've never held $37 billion in my hand, but it doesn't seem like a very scary number compared to, you know, the kind of profits that they're recording and, and turning in on a quarterly basis. And, of course, I mean, uh, there's just no way that, that $37 billion is going to even begin to cover the damages. And, I mean, I just, you're talking about, you know, a, a tremendous, you know, things, well, with the environment, I don't even know how you put a price tag on that anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty much ruined. Obama's talking about making it right and getting all getting things back to normal and all that, and it's like, I don't know what planet this guy lives on, but no, after that, I don't think it's ever going to be normal again down there. No, no. You know, well, I, you know, the Exxon Valdez had that huge spill off the Alaska coast, mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago it was now, and uh, I was just reading an article the other day where... Uh, you know, people will go along the shore, or whatever. They'll dig a little deep. They'll dig just below the surface, and they'll come up with oil. That's you know. So I mean, it's still wow. not cleaned up. I mean, it's going to take decades, if not hundreds of years, for the environment to recover. And I'm not talking about us. I don't think we're doing anything at all up there anymore to clean or to clean it up because it looks pristine. So we, you know, out of sight, out of mind, right? But, yep, uh, that's right. Still under the surface, and I think that's what probably will get, is going to be happening uh, in the Gulf of Mexico for a long time. It'll be you know dolphins swimming along, having a good time, and oops, there's a plume uh, that they didn't see in time, and they run into it, and yuck. So. Yeah, I, I and I fear that uh, that the chemicals that they're using to try and help disperse. These, uh, all this oil is is gonna is gonna you know I suspect that it's gonna turn out to be a lot more dangerous than it's than anybody than anybody realizes right now, and we may have more damage from from the solution than we had from the actual problem in the first place. Yeah, and so I noticed in Blue, Bloomberg Business Week uh, yesterday that. Uh, BP has uh, hired Goldman Sachs and a few other. Uh, investment banks because they're concerned their stock has dropped 46% in value since April 20th, which is, you know, I guess understandable, and they're worried that BP will be a target for takeover, a hostile takeover. So they've contacted Goldman Sachs and Blackstone Group to uh, uh, help them with a defensive position to make sure that they're not uh, the victim of a hostile takeover attempt. Now that, that's interesting. I, the, what do you what do you when you say hostile takeover? Um, you know who are we ta- who would you be talking about getting taken over here by? Are they well, are they talking about like the like another oil company or are they talking about a government takeover? Or, oh, I would uh, say what are, what are we talking about here? Well, I'd say that if you were uh, if you were Esso or Chevron, you'd be thinking, hey, you know. <laughs> This is a good time to uh, get rid of one of our comp- competition. On the other hand, if you were like Donald Trump or uh, Ro- Rupert uh, Murdoch and you were thinking you wanted to expand out of real estate and 
newspapers into something else, then this might be a way for you to get in there. Or if you were, uh, you know, the king of Saudi Arabia and you figure, well, you know, maybe I should just buy myself a little gas company, this would be a good time. You'd get a big discount. <laughs> I see, yes. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. Um, and the fact that they hired Goldman Sachs, I think, is, I think is very interesting because, you know, when... When times get rough and you know you're in hot water, you know who do you who do you turn to, to you know to look for advice? Well, how about a company that just doubled their uh, doubled their first quarter profit since last year? Wow! And, and that's uh, I mean everybody's familiar with Goldman Sachs and and the you know the big debacle with the the mortgage meltdown and all that kind of stuff and and they got to, you know they got the federal bailout money and. And yet here they are turning, you know, doubling their profit for the first quarter, you know, from from last year, the first quarter. That's just, um, you know, I, I, it's the, the the I guess that just speaks for it speaks for itself. You know, that is that is corruption, you know, <laughs> right there, right out in the open, and yeah, and uh, not yeah, much they had a, they had a real financial crisis. Good thing they got that bailout. They're still struggling, huh? Yeah, and, uh, you know they got they're they're being in, they're being indicted by the SEC right now. I mean they got a, a civil lawsuit against them for securities fraud for this whole mortgage thing, and apparently they've got they've arrested one of their former uh, computer programmers, um, a Sergey Alarikov. Uh, I think that's a Russian name, I believe. And this guy is you know apparently his uh, his claim to fame is that he was. He was writing these really special computer programs for Goldman Sachs so that they could do massive trades. Um, you know, I mean, just huge, huge things that you know, massive numbers of stocks or, or bonds, and you know, all kinds of all kinds of stuff going on on huge scale at, instantaneously. So that they could basically, at the press of a button, they could just you know alter the entire market just that fast. Wow. And and this guy and the other thing that this guy is apparently known for is. Writing a little program that basically is manipulating, you know, the mo- manipulating the money, and they're, t- you know, they're they're skimming, they're just literally skimming money right off the top uh, through these, you know, unbelievably complicated and and powerful computer programs that they have now. So when you talk about skimming money off the top, what you know, ten thousand bucks, a couple hundred thousand dollars, like what? No, these guys are these guys are skimming. Well, to the tune of how about how about a hundred million dollars a day, ninety times in a row in two thousand eight, or I should say ninety times in a row, but ninety times throughout two thousand eight, and then over a hundred million dollars in one day. A hundred in two thousand nine, they hit that one hundred and thirty-one times. Oh, so that's good. They're improving. That's They're right. Better. That's right. I mean, a, a reported profit of three point four billion dollars in the first quarter for the first quarter of two thousand ten. Holy smokes! Um, you know, I, I can't I can't exactly say how much they're skimming off the top, but we can we can clearly see the you know where 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 the cream is rising to. Right. So it's uh, I mean that's just that's just unbelievable to me. I you know I I, I definitely do not like to see all the. You know all the all the exchange between you know the companies and the government because you know I, I mean it just really burns me when they give them bailout money and they come out here with these record breaking profits and then they get in bed with BP on this whole oil deal and you know trying to trying to play um, 
you know, I guess diffuse diffuse the fire, if you will, and and help these guys out so that they can, you know, they can continue to stay in business and they can continue to make money and they can avoid, you know, any kind of uh, any kind of criminal charges or anybody going to jail or anything like that. So, all right. So all we right, got to go back in time, just I think, and remind people, right? Because okay. it wasn't too many years ago that. Goldman Sachs, along with a number of other uh, companies on Wall Street, were in uh, dire financial straits, and uh, so they. Uh, I'm just looking at this, and it's all in pounds because basically this was something that uh, you probably would never see in a U.S. Uh, paper. So because it's in pounds, we're basically going to have to double the dollar, double it to get dollars, right? Okay. So uh, in uh, October 2008, the story ran in uh, the Daily Mail in the UK. Goldman Sachs on a course to pay its top city bankers multi-million pound bonuses despite asking the US government for emergency bailout. The struggling Wall Street bank has set aside 7 billion pounds for salaries and 2008 year-end bonuses. Each of the firm's 443 partners is on course to pocket an average Christmas bonus of more than three million pounds. The size of the pay pool comfortably dwarfs the 6.1 billion lifeline which the U.S. government is throwing to Goldman as part of its 43, 430 sorry, billion do, uh, pound bailout. So, you know, this is this company that just. $3.4 billion first quarter. So times that by four. And, uh, you know, w their profit is way more this year than, uh, well, it's basically the same as what the government gave them a couple of years ago. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I don't hear anybody saying, you know, we'll pay you back a quarter of what you gave us this year, a quarter of what you gave us next year, a quarter of what you gave us the year after, and a quarter, and let's pay it all back. I don't hear that from anybody. Do you? No, I, you know, I don't even hear anybody talking about talking about this stuff at all on the mainstream media. To be honest with you, you know, it's it's completely it's completely flying under the radar, and and nobody, you know, nobody wants to bring it. Nobody wants to be reminded of this whole situation because. You know, I think the reality of it is that we're still in the situation. You know, there we still have record unemployment, and you know, we've still got uh, massive foreclosures and and ma massive vacancies in the in the commercial real estate markets. And you know, they, I I don't know. Has if you the, have the them. housing prices gone up that you've been able to notice? Uh, no, not really. In fact, um, in fact, my parents just just refied their house and and got an got an unbelievable, you know, even even better. Rate than I've ever than I've ever heard of. It was just it was just fantastic because they're trying to you know they have they still have all of this product on the market that nobody you know nobody wants to invest in because everybody thinks that it's really you know it's that we haven't seen the bottom of all this yet. So and the, our, everyone that had uh, bought homes is still looking at uh, basically a loss in the value of their house. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, without question. And I mean, even people that uh, they got in and bought, bought a bought a house for a great deal, even you know, even the value of those homes is you know steadily depreciating because 
I mean, the, you can't expect that your whole neighborhood has houses for sale and you know, people can't afford to make their payments and their mortgages and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they, you know, toys on credit, people are selling their motorcycles and their boats and their jet skis and all that kind of stuff left and right. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable. And, I mean, if you pay attention to the price of gold, I, I think that's a really good indicator of what's really going on. Because we see the price of gold keeps, you know, continually, steadily climbing up. And so what that means is, I mean, if you think about how much gold did it take to, you know, to buy a loaf of bread or a gallon of milk or an automobile, uh, say, 20 years ago or 40 years ago or 100 years ago, for that matter, what you'll find is that it's actually very similar. You know, the price of, if you, if you think of things in terms of the price in gold, it, it's remained very, very stable. And what's, what's happening is that the reason the, gold, the value of gold keeps going up in dollars is because the value of the dollar is going down. Mm. And so if the value of your dollar is becoming worth less and less, well, people don't understand that the, the stock market trading at these same dollars is, is really the equivalent of is going down and down. And so everybody's, you know, got this uh, 10,000, um, you know, the volume of 10,000 on the, on the stock market yeah, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is around uh, 10,000 points. That's right. Yeah, but if we, you know, if we just continue to maintain at 10,000 and, and the price of gold keeps going up and, you know, the, price, the amount of dollars that it takes to buy an ounce of gold keeps continuing to climb, then really the market is, you know, it's not, it's, it's artificial. And the value of the, you know, the value of all that stuff that's in there is, you know, it's declining and people, you know, people really do not realize that. So I, you know, I just feel, I feel really bad for people that have you know that that have lost money in the stock market or in a mutual fund or anything like that. You know these people are saving for their retirement and for their kids' college educations and you know trying to do the right thing for the future here. And everything that they've been promised as far as you know how how secure things are and and how what their money you know how they're how they're going to be in the future and their needs are going to be taken care of and they're going to have enough money to do what they need to do. They're, I, I think they're completely underestimating how much, how much inflation is really, is really occurring right now. And, you know, maybe, maybe you end up with $500,000, you know, in retirement money when you get to retire. But, gosh, that's not going to be worth very much if we continue at the rate that we're going right now. Yeah. All right. So let's have some I, good I, news. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the... Uh, Looks like we got the Celtics uh, taking on taking on the Lakers right now. The Lakers are down two games, two to three, get two games to three right now, and it's going back to L.A. So I'm a Boston that's fan. Good. That's, that's right. I'm a Boston fan too. So, so here's the good. question for you: If, if <laughs> I heard this on the radio, and I thought, you know, which would you prefer to be, Boston up three-two, playing the next two games in L.A., or L.A. down two to three, playing the next two games at home? I'd take. I'd be. I'd rather be L.A. I'd rather be the underdog. I'd rather be going back home to you know the home court and, and the home crowd, and especially with underdog status, you know they're going to be rooting for them hard. And uh, I thought well, the only. Well, I, thing... I, Go ahead. I, I was just going to say that you know since they changed the rules of how the you know how the games go back and forth and you know how many games each team plays before it goes back to you know back to the other home court. Uh, I think this is a really. You know, this will be a really interesting test of um, of how it, how, how it all works out because yeah. 
No, I, I kind of like it. I, I, you know, having watched this whole series, I've been really enjoying it and really into it. And, and the way it's coming down and playing out, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, tonight's the real, you know, tonight is the game that's, that really matters because if L.A. doesn't win it here, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> series, if, they, if they do win it here, then that gives them a little momentum to go into the game seven and yeah. play at home. And, and Phil Jackson is the coach. I, I think, well, I, I think that's where, I would have to I would have to lean lean towards LA on that if it goes to game 7 but but we'll see you know the the Celtics have been surprising everybody so far this whole year so yeah you know, well, I, I, all I, I have to say is I have a hate, better chance than people give them credit for I would hate to be the Celtics going uh, into LA down 3 games to 2 as opposed to up 3 games to 2 I'd say that would be pretty much game over but uh, they That's went right. in there, and they did win one game already, so yep. they can win another one. and So it makes for a pretty exciting finish, I think. Yeah, and, they, you know, they've had good momentum, and they've really uh, – it looks like their defense has really shut down shut down the Lakers in the last couple games and, and shut down Kobe Bryant. So we'll see if they can hang on for one more. Hmm. <laughs> Very cool. So there you got it. Uh, you're predicting L.A., I'm predicting uh, Boston, and we'll – and I guess we're Bo- I'm predicting LA. I'm rooting for Boston. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And and we're predicting a sizzling speech from President Obama tonight on the state of the Gulf oil, uh, state of the Gulf of Mexico and oil. And that's right. Now, and we want you, you know, I want everybody to keep their ears open and and pay attention because this is an opportunity, you know, to make or break it for Obama. I think, um, you know, he, if he it's going to be really interesting to see exactly what he says about the military involvement. You know, how is all of that going to work? And yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, we've already we've already got the troops overextended far enough as it is. You know, trying to fight the two the two wars that we have going on, of course. But uh, you know, if we we bring in a bunch of troops to help, you know, to help battle this thing, well, I, I it'll be interesting to see how the you know what his game plan is for that scenario. Also, I want everybody to keep your eyes and ears open for, you know, if he happens to be mentioning about a new world uh, environmental coalition or, or group of some sort. You know, he's, hmm. you know, he's, I know, I know he's going to be talking about tonight that, you know, what he's going to do about the problem right now, and then what we can do to prevent this type of a disaster from happening again in the future. And it seems to me, I mean, just my my gut intuition, I guess you could say says that well you know we could we could do a great job of uh you know taking care of things on our you know in our own house here but this could be just as catastrophic to the United States if somebody you know for another country that this was happening to and the oil was you know still washing up on our shores right so that's that's going to be that's going to be very very interesting to watch as well and then uh of course the last thing i want to hear you know keep, keep my, my that i'm going to keep my ears open for is when he talks about Who's gonna, you know, who's gonna be paying for this, and how it's gonna be paid for, and and gosh, the last thing I want to hear come out of his mouth is that he's gonna, he's gonna support BP in any kind of financial way with a bailout money of any sort. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The just, bailout president, eh? You know, that, I tell you, that will not make me happy if he says that he's gonna allocate funds for, you know, to help BP deal with this this scenario. Yeah. So, uh, I want to go back to uh, a little bit what we were talking before about the real estate bubble. And huh? uh, I didn't realize this, but um, May, which was last month, was a record month for 
uh, foreclosures. Really? U.S. home foreclosures reached a record for the second consecutive month in May with increases in every state. Bank repossessions climbed 44% from May 2009 to May 2010, and it was at 93,777. Foreclosure filings, including default and auction notices, rose about 1% to 322,920. One out of every 400 U.S. households received a filing. So we're nowhere near out of the woods uh, according to Reality Track Senior Vice President Rick uh, Sharga, almost 3.1 million properties have been seized by banks since April 2005. The second quarter, this is the part that scared me why I wanted to bring this up. The second quarter, 2010, will not be the peak, Sharga said, and this is the part that chilled me. I'm not even sure 2010 will be. Oh, wow. Wow, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty scary uh, innuendo right there. Yeah. So I mean, there's massive changes still occurring, and because we're kind of in it, we we I think what happens is we get a little desensitized, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, on to the next crisis, which of course, hey, it's the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico, right, and uh, or an earthquake somewhere, and uh, and it's right. like you know, there's a real problem going on. Uh, in North America right now, and and it's it's aimed straight at home ownership, right? I mean, one out of 400 households getting a foreclosure filing, that's uh, that's horrific. Yeah, and it's a, you know it's a really bad feeling because I know you know I know personally people that are they're in that same situation and and you know they're not able to you know to make ends meet and make the you know be able to afford the payments and they're Freaking payment is still going up with the, you know, adjustable rate mortgages, and it's just, uh, it's freaking frustrating. I, I, I don't know how, you know. And then you have you Goldman Sachs making $3 billion. Yeah, and, you know, they're doing so well, they've got time on their hands to go advise BP on how to how to handle their mess and come out squeaky clean, so. Well, they're an expert at it, right? Yeah, apparently they, uh, you know, they're, they're leading the blazing the trail, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I, I know we haven't mentioned this before, but, you know, obviously for all you listeners out there, we, you know, we hope you're, you know, we hope you're paying attention and that these messages are hitting home, but gosh, please talk to your friends and anybody that you know, if they're buying BP gas still, tell them to wake <laughs> the heck up, man. Jeez. I can't believe that, you know, I, I, that's, you know, we talked last time on the podcast about how much, how many, you know, how BP has just paid out, you know, big dividend to all their shareholders, and, you know, that, well, that's got to stop. I mean, it, as much money as this whole thing is going to cost them, the, you know, in my opinion, BP needs to just disappear, and, you know, as far as the company, they wanted to play, they wanted to roll the dice on the free market and and uh, not play by the rules and, and not hold up to the standards, and, you know, they, they need to pay for the consequences for that, and if that means that they're going under... So be it. It's, it'll be about time, and hopefully they'll get the heck out of the way, and somebody can step in and, you know, take care of this mess the right way. That's right. I totally agree. Well, and they'll probably change their name. That's what I would do if I was them too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, hopefully, 
you know, hopefully you could just, you could do exactly that. You know, another company that could come in and do the stand-up thing and, and turn that company around and, and say that, you know, what I'd like to hear somebody say is that, God dang, we're really, you know, pissed off that this whole thing happened and, and to ensure that, it, you know, we're going to buy BP and we're going to change the name and we're going to, you know, make it a part of our new company and, and we're going to make sure that this kind of thing never, ever happens again. That's right. And I, you know, I guess, I mean, what else can you do if you if you sign on the line that hey, we're going to absorb the financial obligations of this company, and I, I you know, I that's where I'd, I, 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 I just am fed up with BP, the whole, the whole, the CEO, every from the top down, they, I, in my opinion, they all need to just be fired. And you know what? That was another thing you were asking me. Uh, how was the news? I, I got to at least put you put you in loop on something in Nevada. We had a we had a big uh, election race uh, this last week, and and you know one of the one of the people that's just my favorite politician right now is this this lady that was running for uh, Republican Senate or re- running for Senate as a Republican, and her name is Sue Loudon, and uh, she just created a huge mess when during the Ron Paul you know uh, campaign in 2008, and she was you know she was the overwhelming favorite to win. Just I mean she had the biggest signs. They were all over town. You couldn't miss this lady's face. It was just, you know, she had a she had a tour bus that makes, you know, how John Madden he doesn't like to fly around. He just always takes the he takes the John Madden bus everywhere he goes when he's traveling around the country to do Monday Night Football. And I thought that guy had a nice tour bus. Dude, this lady too loud and had the most extravagant tour bus I've ever. It was just unbelievable. Uh, and so when we when everybody went out to vote, she got her. She got her hiney handed to her handily, if you will. So it was really <laughs> exciting. You know, they just uh, they just kicked her butt, and and it was it was good to see that you know money money can't buy you elections, and you know it's not all about money. Yes. And I know uh, there's a lot of people that really believe in politics that you know the the money talks, and and that's all that matters is you know you can just go out there and buy yourself an election. But I'm here to tell you the people in Nevada won't stand for that, and uh, we're standing up for our for our rights around here and, and and getting out there and voting and doing what uh, doing what we believe in. So I, I I I'm hopeful for the rest of the country that things are gonna things are gonna come out well and all these you know all this corruption and all these people that have you know that have been just uh, towing the line for all these years I think they're gonna have their papers handed to them and, and they're gonna have to hit the door walking yeah, probably running after after they get a taste of the you know how how pissed off all the all the people are right now. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good elections coming up. I look forward to it. We'll keep you posted. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We appreciate having you on the show with us, <coughs> along with the thousands and thousands of other people that are tuning in every week. And uh, yeah, yeah, from all around the world, we appreciate you listening and and uh, posting your comments at secrettruth.com. Um, you guys, you guys are just doing a great job, and we'd love to see the discussions going on there. So, you know, please visit us at secrettruths.com and drop us a line and let us know what you think. See you all next week, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>